Hey there, friends. Welcome to the Taking Your Next Step podcast from Collegians for Christ. Through each episode, we will journey together focusing on knowing what you believe and why you believe it. If you are eager, like I am, to strengthen your faith, then take your next step now by joining us in today's episode. So we're starting a short series here on discovering the real you. Let me ask you a question. When you look at yourself, what do you see? Too many times we only see our flaws, our imperfections, or what we lack. We don't truly see what God sees. We don't see what God wants us to see. Too often we have an unbiblical view of ourselves. And I want to walk through who are we really? What is the biblical view of who we are? Because that's what we need to tell ourselves. We need to speak truth to ourselves and quit believing the lies that Satan tells us and then the lies that we tell ourselves. Because guess what? Your actions and your attitude will follow your beliefs. And if you believe low of yourself, you believe incorrectly of yourself, you're not going to be all that God desires for you to be, all that God created you to be, and you're not truly going to understand or know who you really are. We're going to go to Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9, and this is a passage that is used many times for salvation, beautifully. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast." For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. So the first two verses I read, for by grace are you saved through faith. Yes, beautiful. There's nothing you can do to earn your way to heaven. It's not of works, lest any man should boast. Absolutely. Uh, But then verse 10 many times gets forgotten. But we are created here as his workmanship. It says created in Christ Jesus unto good works. So can I say this, what our passage is saying here, for we are his workmanship. Workmanship uh, just means that it's that which is made as a creation. It comes from our English word where we get poem from. It's a masterpiece. And so can I say this, you are a masterpiece. And as you think about a masterpiece, there's a creation to a masterpiece. There's a creator of the masterpiece. Every masterpiece has a master of the piece. And we understand in our passage here that this is God. We are his workmanship. There's possession there. So God is the artist and we are his piece of art. Michelangelo was a famed artist, painter, and sculptor. Maybe you've heard his name. Uh, Not just in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, right, Michelangelo. But this is after an artist. And he said this, In every block of marble, I see a stone as plain as though it stood before me, shaped and perfect in attitude and action. I have only to hew away the rough walls and imprison the lovely, lovely apparition to reveal it to the other's eyes as mine see it. So what he says is, though, I see this just rough marble that maybe you and I would see. There's just a block of rock, block of marble. He already sees the end result. He did not see what the marble was. He saw what the marble would be. He did not see the rough, jagged, unformed marble. He saw the unique treasure that was within it. You see, God does not see what you and I see the imperfections, the jagged edges. He sees the treasure and all that we were created to be. And so we see that God is the creator of this masterpiece. You and I are the masterpiece. We are the workmanship. Can I say this? You are a masterpiece handcrafted by God. Now, there are certain characteristics that you and I possess as a masterpiece. 
In order for a piece of art to be a masterpiece, there cannot be duplicates all over. So that means, number one, you are rare. If there are duplicates, if there's many versions of that, then it's not a masterpiece. A masterpiece is a -a one-of-a-kind work of art. You think about maybe uh, certain art. I'm not big into art, but there's certain art, sculptures, different things that are one-of-a-kind. There are maybe somebody has an autograph of Michael Jordan, and it's at a certain place at a certain time, or maybe it's a home run baseball or, you know, this. It was just these shoes were worn by this athlete for this game, and they're, they're a work of art. They're a masterpiece because of their uniqueness. But how many times do you and I want to be like someone else? If I could do that like he or she's doing, if I could act like, if I had that personality, if I had that charisma, if I could talk like that, if I had that talent, I would be a better me. Maybe the athlete you strive to be like, the singer, the actress, the friend, the classmate, the coworker, whatever it is. Can I say this to you? Quit trying to live like everyone else and live like you. You are a masterpiece. If you're going to be someone else, who is going to be you? You see, as a masterpiece, you are rare and you're supposed to be that way. You're not supposed to be like everyone else. That's not the way God created you or me, but yet we strive so much to be like other people. Stop doing that. Stop telling yourself the lies that Satan wants to feed into your brain. You see, you're rare. You're special. You see, a masterpiece is rarely just known by its name. It also includes the name of the person who made it. When you see the Mona Lisa, many times it's known as the Leonardo da Vinci's Mona Lisa. The Last Supper painting, Leonardo da Vinci's Last Supper. If you see Starry Night, you may not uh, know what that is, but I'm sure you've seen it at some point. It's Van Gogh's Starry Night. You see, you're known by your creator as a child of God, created in his image. And this this teaches us that there's ownership, there's connection, and there's relationship. You are so special that God sent his own son to live for you, to die for you, and to rise from the dead for you. Thirdly, you are valuable. People pay a ton of money to own a masterpiece. The average person cannot even afford to own this type of art, much less may even go look at it, where it's at in a museum and so forth. They're placed in special locations and protected by glass, ropes, and alarms. Why? Because of their value. What makes a masterpiece so valuable? One, is creator, the artist who created it. It's uniqueness or rarity, yet we want to be just like everybody else. What someone is willing to pay for. God was willing to pay the ultimate price for you and I. Why? Because we're a masterpiece. It doesn't matter what people have said about you. They've dismissed you. They've cut you down. They've insulted you. They've ignored you. Or they've undervalued you. Because God said that you are his workmanship. You are his masterpiece. And did you know with a masterpiece, there's a calling that comes with that? A masterpiece was created for a specific purpose. What were we created for in Christ Jesus? The Bible says here, unto good works. We're not saved by good works, but we're saved unto good works. What does unto good works mean? There should be a desire to live like Jesus and to do the works that he has done. This is ultimately living out your faith. There are works that you are designed to do that only you can do. And these are works that will be pleasing to God. This would be living out the fruit of the Spirit. This would be serving, fulfilling God's will. Because did you know this? Look what our passage says. Which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. 
Hope you can catch that. So one, we are his workmanship. We are this masterpiece that he created. He created us in Christ Jesus to do good works. And watch this, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. What? The good works. The word ordained there means to prepare before, to make ready beforehand. What does that mean? God prearranged a path for your life. If I could say it this way, God has dreamed a dream for your life. God has dreamed a dream for your life before he ever put you here. It is not an accident that you live now in 2023. It's not an accident that you were born on whatever your birth date is and not 100 years ago or 500 years ago, or you're not waiting to be born 30 years from now because God created you as a masterpiece and he has a dream that only you can fulfill in your life. We refer to that as God's will. You see, the good works you were created for, God already dreamed those before you were even born. And not only that, he has equipped you fully to fulfill this dream. So what does that reveal about you and I? God has a specific plan for your life that only you can fulfill. God knew you before you were even born, which means you're not an accident. You were not randomly placed in this universe. You didn't just pop up out of somewhere. There's purpose in your life. There's potential in your life. And you can please God fully. You can glorify God fully by fulfilling God's will for your life, by fulfilling the dream that God has dreamed for your life. So until you start to believe that you're a masterpiece, guess what? You will not be all that God created you to be because belief determines actions and outcome. If you believe that you are not rare, that you're not valuable or special, then your attitude and actions will follow that. And you're going to be down on yourself and you're not believing the truth about yourself. Did you know Satan does not want you to know that you're a masterpiece? He wants you to believe the lie that you are going to tell yourself that you need to be like everybody else. You're not worthy. You're not equipped enough. You're not talented enough. You don't have this. You don't have that. No, you have everything you need because you're a masterpiece. You see, Satan wants you to think that you are broken, you're scratched, you're dented, you're worthless, but you're not. He wants to think that you have no value, that you are not special, <clears throat> that you should be anyone but you. But that would be believing the lie of the enemy. So you and I, as we discover the real you, we need to begin here, that you are a masterpiece. And we must work to develop the masterpiece that God has created us to be. We must work to fulfill the purpose that God has created us for, to fulfill that dream that he has dreamed for us. We must work to silence Satan's accusations toward us and only speak the truth of what God has said about us. Why? Because you are a masterpiece. You have to tell the voice in your head that is telling you lies that are unbiblical to shut up, to stop. And you and I need to learn to speak truth to ourselves, to tell us that we are a masterpiece. And when you begin to tell yourself that you're a masterpiece, guess what's going to follow? Your attitude and your actions. It doesn't mean in a prideful way, but you're going to have a security in who you are. You're going to have a self-esteem in who you are. You're going to have a understanding that you can glorify God. You can be all that you need to be, that you can fulfill your ultimate purpose here on life in being who you already are not striving to be someone else. There's nothing wrong with seeing people and wanting to learn from them, but you are a masterpiece, and that's the way that God created you. 
Thank you for taking the time to listen. If this podcast has been helpful to you, please share it with a friend or subscribe to stay up to date on the latest episodes. You can connect with Collegians for Christ online for more information and resources at cfccampusministry.com.